On Monday, the Guam Daily Post reported the U.S. Department of Defense is moving military assets to new areas on the island to beef up potential advances in security threats from China and North Korea. The Joint Region Marianas Commander, Rear Admiral Benjamin Nicholson, says the exercise is all part of the process as Guam tries to figure out how the best way it can put together the systems to protect the island and protect the region. But a former politician and a member of the Pacific Elders Voice Group, Robert Underwood, says there haven't been sufficient consultations about putting a new missile defence system on the island. Dr Underwood, who is a former member of the US Congress representing Guam, told RNZ Pacific the announcement by Rear Admiral Nicholson telling citizens not to be alarmed seeing increased military activity on the island is a cause for concern. He spoke to our regional correspondent, Kelvin Anthony. Uh, those things are, are not discussed in Guam. They're just sort of announced. It's not like the freely associated states, uh, which are independent nations. The uh, United States wants to do something in Palau. They go over and they talk to the people, the leaders of Palau and they ask for permission. In Guam's case, it's merely an announcement. And in that, and the, this is a very interesting uh public relations, well, I don't know whether it's public relations, or maybe that's too unkind, but communication strategy that has been adopted by the uh, U.S. military is to talk about these areas as not just defending their military assets, but as part of homeland defense. So the question is, is uh, Guam part of the U.S. homeland? It certainly is a territory of the United States. And is it seen as part of the homeland in the same way that maybe an attack on Seattle or Los Angeles would be seen as an attack on the homeland? And what does that mean? Now I've heard even some references that the homeland includes the freely associated state. And I don't know whether that's partially a communication strategy or whether they are are being uh, sincere in that, because that sets up a different dynamic to see Palau as part of the homeland or or as uh, the Federated States as part of the homeland. I'm sure that if that was actively debated in the U.S. Congress, I'm not sure that 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 would be a slam dunk uh, for uh, including them in homeland defense. Rear Admiral uh, Nicholson is also asking uh, Guamanians not to be alarmed seeing all the military movement on the island. Do you agree with that sentiment or should they be concerned about what's what's happening? Well, people should be concerned. I don't know if they should be alarmed. But when any anybody tells you don't be alarmed, there's a bunch of uh, policemen and ambulances outside your house, but don't be alarmed. It's cause for some concern. I just found that a curious way of... Uh, expressing the presence of the military. Of course, in addition to the missile defense projects, which are billions of dollars and which attract a lot of attention, particularly from contractors, of course, there's the Marines who will be going in and out through the uh, process. They say the movement of the military assets is a response to studies conducted by the DOD, which is exploring options to beef up Guam's missile defense to have a 360-degree capability to external threats.
So is that something that is, uh, in your view, necessary or needed for Guam? I'm not sure that it's, uh, you know, it, the whole, the, the, it's a basis on what is the threat to Guam. And is, is it really a threat to Guam or a threat to the military facilities out there? And what is the military doing about it? So, you know, there's a, there's a lot of different things that they're doing. Uh, one is, uh, you know, beefing up the missile defense. The other is putting in the, the Marines. And the other is uh, extending uh, their reach to nearby islands so that there's, a, in effect, a kind of a dispersal effect of the uh, military uh, capabilities. Uh, we'll see how that goes. But again, the language is very all-encompassing. It makes it sound like there's some kind of immediate threat. If I said to you, we need a 360-degree uh, defense and that I have a missile defense that I'm going to put in place that's going to be, you know, protect you from everything. The question is, is really, is, is that what's really going on? And and there hasn't been a sufficient uh, conversation or discussion about that. I think uh, a lot of people still need some convincing. I think most people on Guam are obviously uh, favorable to the military. So there's not a great popular a sentiment against the military, but a lot of people are certainly questioning uh, what is going on. Now, John Hill, the director of the Military Defense Agency, has said that the military will do everything uh, to deliver the new suite of missile defense systems by 2026. So what is the message uh, the MDA director trying to send by stating this? Obviously, uh, the message is not maybe not to Guam so much. Maybe it's to potential adversaries. And it's also a message that they're going to spend billions of dollars on missile defense and that there's going to be a lot of attention drawn in by uh, various contractors. And so this is a major uh, investment by the uh, U.S. military. And uh, whether that investment actually benefits Guam economically, not likely, and not much, on whether it benefits Guam in terms of protection, the question always has to be asked, protection from what? Who are the adversaries? Now, you are part of the Pacific Elders Voice Group also, who have been at the forefront in the past few weeks contributing to regional debate regarding the militarization of the region. So are these the kinds of activities that you as leaders are concerned about in the region? The Pacific elders, you know, just want to add another level of conversation to this and to present the Pacific Island point of view. What is the major security threat? How does, what are the security threats that are seen by the United States? And what is the security threat being seen by perhaps Australia and and in the South Pacific? And what is the real existential threat to Pacific Islands and Pacific Islanders? And it's pretty obvious that those don't match up. And the elders have stepped forward to simply point that out. And so part of their conversation, I'm sure over time, although I don't speak for them, I'm just one of them, over time they're going to address the uh, geostrategic issues which the islands find themselves in.